0: Thank you so much for joining me on Spazzing Out, my dysfunctional podcast that I do live from my basement five times a week. Uh, I record it Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays at 6.30 in my basement. And while I do it, I live stream on TikTok and on Facebook. And tonight, for whatever reason, I can't set up my scenario the way I would like to. I have two iPads going. I have one right here. This is Facebook. I have one right here. This is TikTok. I know the people that are listening on the podcast have no clue what it looks like, or because they don't, uh, a lot of you people on the podcast just listen to the podcast, but you don't actually join the live stream, as we know. Because if you did, we'd have a lot more people watching the live stream. Live stream on TikTok gets anywhere from 30 to 100. Live stream on Facebook is about 10, maybe at best, but I have over a 1,000 followers or a 1,000 subscribers to my podcast, um, and my podcast gets downloaded, I don't know, about 500 times a day, something like that, um, on average. Builds up over time, gets gets more, but on average, a lot of listeners getting there, growing, but I'm super frustrated because I, I can never set up the way I would like to set up because I, I don't have the, the equipment. I don't have the money to buy it yet. I, I won't buy it until I get the money, until the podcast provides me with the loot. I work hard, and I take that money for my other company, Take Junk, and I put it into Take Junk, and I grow that business, and I also try to pay the bills at my house. So I can't take any of that money for my podcast. Right here, off screen, I have a, a tripod that holds my phone. I record my podcast on my phone on this app, Anchor. So a little bit frustrating trying to set everything up. You guys can't see this, but my Facebook iPad is laying on a shoe and on a book. And behind it, there's a water, a bottle of water. And on my TikTok uh, iPad, it's sitting on two books. And um, behind it, it's plastic pellets for a BB gun. But yes, I have a BB gun. Um, yeah. And my, and my household guns are allowed. I don't have a real gun. My son does have real guns. They're at his grandfather's house. We support people's right to bear arms in the Paziale household, but I got the BB gun pellets behind it. It's holding up that iPad at any given moment. This whole thing could collapse. I expect it to collapse. You know, it's going to collapse. So when it does be prepared for it and we will set it up per usual. I had zero time to, to, to get prepped up for the podcast. Before we get into that spilt milk crap, which we'll get into, if you do not subscribe to my podcast, please do so. Go to anthonypaziali.com or it's in my profile, guy. It's pretty simple. Bro, you go right right to my profile, click anthonypaziale.com, and there are all the options for my podcast. Pick one of them. Subscribe to it. I need that metric. Also, right now, share this live feed. If you can share it on Facebook, share it. Get those people that don't usually listen to the podcast right here, right now, as we talk about important things of the day. Share, also like uh, the page. TikTok peeps, if you don't follow me, follow me now. I don't think you can share the live stream, but tell people about it. We're here Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights at 6.30. I'm grinding it out. I've been grinding this thing out now for like four months, trying to get this thing picked up, trying to get someone to notice, trying to make a little loot, want to make this my job, just want to create content all day, every day, instead of loading damn trucks all day. Trash is cash. Great job. But I'm old. My back hurts. My neck hurts. My neck and my back. It all hurts. I'm dying here, man. Literally. And I'm crunched on time. I'm always crunched on time. Thank you for sharing it. Always, always, always. And of course, the one day, the one day where I actually have time, because I had time today. I got out of work. I, I This is what I did today. I did two truckloads of junk, and then after that, I did a small demo. <clears throat> I demoed a porch walkway, stairs, and I took all the siding off around it. Didn't take me that long to do. I got through it faster than I thought I would have got done with it. So I got done about 3 o'clock. But of course I got done at 3 o'clock. Why? Because then on any other day, I could have came home. Could have come home. Could have prepped up for my podcast. But not today. I couldn't. I, unfortunately, I had to go to a wake today. I guess it worked out so that I could make the wake. I didn't think I was going to make the wake. I wanted to go. My brother Jesse's friend um, had, had passed away. His name's Chris Sullivan. He, he, I don't know what happened. He was a young man, believe 35, 36, 37. I don't know exactly how old he was. Friend of my brother Jesse's passed away a few days ago. So I went to the wake today. You all know how I feel about wakes and about funerals. No flowers. Do not buy a dead man flowers. There's no point in wasting money. The dead man can't take the flowers with him. So don't buy them. It's a waste of money. As a matter of fact, flowers just in general are a crappy gift. Anybody that wants flowers, you're a DB. You're a douchebag. Flowers are just a garbage gift. They die too fast. It's a waste of money. I'd rather give you the loot. So you know I'm not coming with any flowers. Second thing, regardless of whether this is a a family friend. It was a friend of my brother Jesse's. Um, I I didn't know him that well. Obviously, I met him a bunch of times. And when I was younger, when I lived in the hood, we'll talk about living in the hood. Uh, if, if you could call it the hood, I lived in the hood in Woburn for a little bit and Cres- Crescent Ave. I was at Crescent Ave Posse. Thought I was gangster. I'll talk about that because the memories of living in Crescent Ave came up because when I went, uh, to the wake and I, and I went, and I will talk about COVID-19 wakes. Uh, I gotta tell you, bro, I'm loving the COVID-19 wake. It's a, it's a quick in and out. So we're we're gonna get to that, all right? But first, I want to kind of wrap up like the whole story and 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 so I here what I'm trying to tell you is I couldn't prepare for today's podcast. I actually had the time, but I had to go to a wake, so that was a time suck for me today. Wakes, funerals. Sorry, I listen. I care about my brother and Richie Rodriguez, who is a listener to the show. He's also a good friend of mine. That they, they, they were best buds with this kid, right? So I'm sorry about what happened, guys. I, I, I really am. It, fuck, it it's Sorry. I don't even want to swear. It just, it sucks. It, death is terrible. And the way I handle with death is I like to make fun of it. I like to have fun. Um, as my brother Mike told me, my brother Mike is a, uh, um, he has a master's degree in literature. And he quoted to me something from um The Great Gatsby, where one of the characters says something to, I'm paraphrasing, to the effect of, why don't we mourn our friends while they're still alive? Um, this was his guy's excuse for not going to the wake. If you're familiar with Gatsby at all. Anyways, it was a time suck. So here's what happened. I I got out of work. I got out of work about three o'clock. I flew home to Revere 30 minutes to Revere. Of course, when I got home, the dead man can wait because I have to walk the dogs. All men and all people will wait because the dogs need to be walked. All heel, the mighty dog must be walked. Because if you don't walk the dogs, they'll poop and piss all over the place. So, I get home. I walk the dogs briefly. They did their thing. I hopped in the shower really quick. Now, I'm not someone that dresses fancy. I don't have fancy clothes. I put on a pair of shoes, jeans, and a call it take junk shirt. I have one call it take junk shirt. Typically wear those you know, when I have to go somewhere and wear a collar. Otherwise, I don't own that kind of crap. Then, boom, I got to drive 30 minutes, 40 minutes back to the funeral or to the wake. I'm already aggravated because the wake is costing me $20. So if I pick my daughter up by 4.30, I don't have to pay an extra 20 bucks. But because I had to be at, I didn't have to because I wanted to, I wanted to show my respects. But because I wanted to show my respects, which I should have, Chris, was really nice guy good friend of my brother's good friend of uh, a friend of mine richie rodriguez and showing my respect plus i knew his mom showing my respect to the family is what i had to do but it did cost me 20 bucks and so it was a little bit of a time suck i couldn't get to my daughter in time for 4 30 i didn't get there till five and of course i got to pay the extra money for the sitter i guess it's all right you know I, I didn't buy flowers so i instead of buying flowers i used the extra 20 to pay for the daycare no big deal COVID-19, coronavirus wakes are phenomenal because you're in and you're out. Usually when you go to a wake, you got to shake everybody's hand. You got to tell everybody you're sorry. Then you get stuck there talking to people about crap you don't care about. Talking about old times with people that you hardly know. And they're talking about, oh, you know, oh, I used to change Chris's diapers. Like, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't care. That's great. You change the diapers. I'm out of here. I gotta go. I got my daughter's. I, I if she's there past five o'clock, it's gonna cost me another twenty dollars. I gotta get out of here. And so you go in, this is how they do it now, right? The uh you you basically it's like going into a, a Home Depot or a Target. You got staggered lines six feet. Couple can go in at, at at a time. Now, there was no one inside the funeral home, which was great. The only people that were inside the funeral home were 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 are family like the first round of family. Is That what you call them? First round of family. What do they call them? Immediate family. All right. So, the only people there were the immediate family. And I come in and I and I you know, and I'm just kind of trying to figure out how to get to the casket before I go to the casket, right? You know how they have pictures, they like to have photos of all the good times that someone might have had in their life. And I'm checking out the photos, and my brother Jesse's in a, bu- in a bunch of them, and honestly, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, look, my my, my ugly-ass brother's making me laugh um, while I'm, you know, checking out the photos. Jesse was in a bunch of them, Richie's in a bunch of them. A lot of other kids I know from Woburn were in a lot of the photos. I was looking particularly for a photo from the hood. There was one. We I found one of the hood. He was a younger kid, probably 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, or something like that. Um, I uh, was, jeez, I don't know, 13, 14 when we moved to the hood. So I got to see those photos, thought it was pretty cool. From there, there's no one there. It's just you and the photos, right? It's it's literally, it's a private viewing, legit private viewing. It's fantastic. No one bothers you. Nobody's talking to you. No one's it, it, people that you haven't seen in like 20 years. They're like, "Oh, this is the worst." You know that the people like, "Oh, this is so bad." It's I don't know what happened. He was so young, he, and it sucks because he has a kid. So it does suck. It it is terrible. I felt bad for his mom. I I don't I, I can't even talk about it because I might cry. Uh, when when I talk to the lady, I it's super difficult. So I walk in and I have to tell you guys this. This kind of made me laugh because the whole place is empty. It's empty. Okay. And here's the casket, open casket. Um, there was no thing to kneel on. Uh, you know how typically you go up to a casket and you kneel down and you, you do your thing. And I'm with my brother, Mike, which Mike and I were, we, we could be twins, but like the Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger twins. Okay. Mike and I, we look alike, except I'm like 60 pounds heavier than Mike is. And Mike is shredded. My brother, Mike is head to toe, kid's got a 55 pack, right, people always joke around, they're like, oh, he's Arnold, I'm Danny DeVito, but we look like brothers, you couldn't mistake us, we go in together, I step in, there's, uh, you know, Chris's mom, who I haven't seen this woman in years, and the first thing she says, dude, I was dying, I, I, I was dying, her kid was dead, her kid's dead, You know, he had passed away. He's in the casket. I'm creeping over to the casket because I'm like, ah, I hate this crap. I really do. I hate funerals. I hate wakes. And she yells out, spaz. I'm like, oh, literally, I wanted to laugh. I didn't know what to say. She could have just been like, said nothing. Let me go up to the casket and been like, hey, Anthony, it's been a long time. Thank you for coming. No, I, I walk into the room. It's me, my brother, Mike, the casket, the mom. Three other people that I have no clue who they are, but they're close relatives. She blurts it right out. She's like, spaz. I'm like, oh, this is fucking, it's a wake. This is your son. Nice lady. I laughed about it. I, I, whatever. I go up. when I go up to a casket. Um, and I, I don't like to, to, to really talk about God and about my religion. So I'll keep this brief, right? Cause I don't like pushing on people. I do believe in God. Plain and simple, I believe in God. How I pray to God is how I pray to God. How you do it is how you do it. I don't force my religion on anybody. Am I a sinner? Sure as hell, I'm a sinner. Do I believe that I could go uh, at, 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 that I could go to a priest and ask for God to forgive my sins? No, I don't. Can I ask God to forgive me for my sins? Sure. Should he? Probably not. I made the mistakes and I learned from them. But when I pray to God, I don't ask for, for things things. He's not my servant. I don't believe God is a butler waiting to serve. I believe you have to ask Him for guidance. You ask for guidance. So when I pray to God, and when I go up to a casket and I'm there, I I do a nice little prayer and I ask would I ask God for a guidance for guidance. I thank Him briefly. Say you know thank you. I'm still here. I'm still kicking around. Hope my dad's doing well. Who knows if he's up there or not? I don't know. Probably think me an ignorant person to think that there is a heaven, but I'd like to believe that there is. So I get there, ask for guidance from 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 the from the good Lord. Tell him I'm still pissed off at him. I always do. No no beefs here, man. I there's I got a beef with God. He took my father when when I was 35, and I'm still pissed off about it. Um, I think it's garbage because lesser men should be dead. Honestly, that's just how I feel about it. People who are just scums and dredges of the earth are still alive, and my dad's gone, so I got beef, and I always say it, so I go up, I'll say, hey, you know, God, I'm, you know, I'm always looking for guidance, just show me the way, hopefully I can be up to the task of my opportunity, and, you know, I think you're a dick for taking my father, literally, something like that, I have that kind of relationship with God, so we'll move on from that, you do what you want with him, I do what I want, and I talk to him I want, so I do that, you go from there, and so this is where things got a little bit awkward, so there's his mom, and I haven't seen her in ages, I mean, since I was in my teens, right, since I was living in the hood, maybe I seen her a couple other times at a sporting event, because the kid, he played football with my brother Jesse, or maybe I saw her somewhere else, maybe I saw her at a charity event in Woburn, but hardly ever saw her, I, I didn't know what to do, she went in for the hug, and I was like, oh, I I pulled back like oh are we hugging, you know like I I didn't know what to do so I dapped her. I'm at this poor lady's funeral and I gave her dap at not her funeral I'm at her son's funeral. She comes in for the hug. It's like Anthony it's good to see you. I backed up and I put the fist out like yeah no 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 like no, whoa because I didn't know what to do because I don't know what people are doing. Typically I'd rather just shake your hand I'd rather just give you a hug that's what normal people do but because of COVID. I, I dude, I felt like a dink. I literally. Her son is here, and he he he's in the casket, and she comes in for the hug for condolence because she just is probably dying to just talk to somebody about it. And I just pull myself away and I put out the dap. I'm like, yep, yeah, good to see you. Sorry for your loss. I dap and I dapped my whole way down the line. Dap. Sorry for your loss. Sorry for your loss. Sorry for your loss. Sorry for your loss. I go outside. My brother Mike's like, hey, what what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, what? He goes, you just gave daps to everybody. And I'm like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? Mike didn't. Um, I can't speak for Mike because I'm not going to get him in trouble. He does what he does. Um, So I get outside and the grandmother's there and she announces herself as a grandmother. She's like, I am. I'm his grandmother. Boom. I brought the dap right out to her. She looked like she had COVID. I was like, ooh, whew. I profile people who have COVID, and if you're old, I think you have COVID. So I adapt her. I get it is it. It's just it was super awkward, and I feel bad. Um, you know because she's grieving. It's a tough thing. I can't imagine. I I hope I hope that I am not alive uh, when one of my kids passes away. I hope not, but when I die, I give you full permission to walk down the uh, the procession of family members and to dap everybody. Give everybody the dap. Boom. Sorry for your loss. Sorry for your loss. Sorry for your loss. I, I don't even, I didn't know what to do. It was awkward. It was an awkward situation. I did like the speed of it though. It was quick, man, because I don't like to be, I, I was in and I was out um, because I, I'm so I would cry. I honestly would. I'm not someone that really cries at a lot. I, I've seen a lot of crap in my life. Um, you know, I'm not trying to say that like I'm messed up from it, but I'm I'm numb from it. Some of the stuff that I've seen happen in my life, nothing really bothers me. You guys know how it is. I mean, I had a black guy put a penis on the back of my head and piss on me. So after that happens to you, everything else is pretty much like pfft, at least it's not a black dick on your head. you know what I mean? So nothing else really phases me. But when somebody dies, I'm not so much phased by them passing away as much as I am. I feel sorry for the for the family members. So I, when I was talk like her mom, I had to bounce on her mom with the quickness, on his mom with the quickness. I dapped her and I bounced because I would have started crying because I can't imagine what it must feel like to lose a child. I, I couldn't live through it. And I know a lot of people who who have had a child, a young child die, or even lived long enough to have their adult son or their adult daughter die. I don't want to live through that. I would like to be long gone before my kids pass away. I don't, I don't want to deal with that whatsoever. I can't even imagine. But when my father passed, he's probably the closest person in my life to ever pass away devastated and i still think about it all the time man I, I told you i talk i talk with god when i have conversations with him i'm like dude you're a dick for taking my dad so it's tough and i could see it i could see it in her face uh, at in the awkward moment that we had where i dapped her i can't believe i didn't hug her man too. i should go back after the podcast and give her a hug I feel awful. I didn't know what to do. I had a mask on, right? So I have a mask on. And then she goes in for the hug. And I literally was like, well, I don't know if we're hugging. Put the fist out. Idiot. And all she wants is she really needs somebody to talk to. That's one of the toughest things. I I couldn't handle it. I couldn't. I If, if she wanted to have a conversation with me, I'd break down in tears. There's just, I just thinking about it makes me want to cry. And then I think about my brother, Jesse, who was really tight with this dude. Like, like they, you know, one of his best friends and, ah, ah, you know, I I don't know what to say. And here I am. I'm calling it a time suck. I'm like, dude, this was a time suck. I got to get home and do my podcast. And Richie who listens to my podcast, another good friend of mine, this is his best friend. I mean, these dudes were tight. They did everything together. It's a devastating blow. And I, I couldn't handle it, but the, the, the COVID-19 wake is how wakes should be from now on. I love the easy in and easy out. You go in by yourself. It's you and one other. You can go in with who you came with. So I came with my brother, Mike. We're already together. We went in together. Nobody else in there except to, for, the, um, for the immediate family. Go up to the casket. Say your piece. Dap everybody. Sign the book. Bounce! You don't have to talk to anybody. I didn't get trapped there at all. I was in and out in like five minutes. It was the greatest thing. I did get trapped briefly, um, but I I allowed myself to get trapped. She didn't even see me, but I had to talk to the lady. There's a there's a a, a lady's Mrs. McHugh, right, who's family friend, but she's an Irish lady. Got fourteen kids. Um, what well, maybe 13, I don't know, but she's got a ton of them, real good, strong Irish family, hard-working class people, and I respect her, I respect the hell out of this lady, so I had to allow myself to get sucked into a conversation with her, um, because I wanted to, because I have a lot of respect for her, she's a hard-working lady, raised a ton of kids, hard-nosed, hard-working kids, good people, good family, uh, you know, when people ask me who the toughest person in Woburn is, I'm like Mrs. McHugh, she's the toughest person I know, jeez, She'll kick anybody's butt raising 13, 14, however many it is. I don't know how many there are out. There's a lot of them. So that was just an interesting moment um, today where because of COVID-19, I I didn't know how to handle the wake situation. And instead of hugging or shaking people's hands, I gave them daps. And after thinking about it, I'm like, ugh, (laughs) that probably wasn't the best thing to do. But. Anyways, so I wanted to talk quick because it reminded me of some of of it's funny how when somebody dies or maybe it's not funny because I, I guess it would be make perfect sense for it to bring up memories that you'd forgotten about and things that you've forgotten about in your life or maybe things that you wanted to move on from and didn't really care for anymore. Now, Chris Sullivan, which I didn't remember that he lived in the hood right? His mom brought it up. When I saw her, she was like, oh my God, remember Creston Ave. So let me back that up a little bit. When I was a kid um, and my parents got divorced or separated or whatever you want to call it, uh, we lived with my mom and my mom moved us from house to house. We went from this place on Corn Street. We went. At, we just moved from place to place and we ended up in the projects on Crescent Ave and Woburn. Now, I get it. It's not the hood, hood, but I call it the hood. It's not a real ghetto. It's not a real place where you're gonna get gang banged and you're gonna get robbed and you know you're scared to walk through the place at night. But to me, it was a little bit of a different scenario where I went from living in a five-bedroom house in Woburn, a nice place, decent, you know, decent uh, birthdays, decent Christmas. And then all of a sudden, everything died. Birthdays were gone, Christmases were gone, all this crap. I don't really care. Not like Christmases were great before anyways. You know, you had five boys, and you'd get one gift, you'd have to split it. Dad would break out the Nintendo and be like, Oh, look, Santa brought one Nintendo. And you guys are all going to share it. And you got one game. No problem. I don't care. But when I lived in the hood, let me tell you guys. And I was talking to my brother Mike about it. I was like, dude we lived in the hood and we had to fight every single day. And by that, I'm not trying to make like a metaphor for it. This isn't a metaphor where I'm like, oh, you know, living in the hood was tough. I had to fight every day. I legitimately had to fight every effing day. I would get home from school, right? Or home from practice or whatever the hell it was. So no, at the time I was in middle school, right? That's, I, I remember perfectly. So I was in eighth grade so at the time, if you had sports, sports was at like five or six. So you had the little in between time. I would get home, and I'm telling you, I'd have to drop my books and I'd have to fight. Now you know what? BS, man. I was in I was in high school. So because I remember the conversation I had with one of the kids. Um, so I'm a freshman in high school, living in the in between, eighth grade into freshman year. I lived in the hood. That's that. Those are the that's the times. I would get home. And I would have to fight every single, I'm telling you, all I did was fight. Literally, I would get off the bus and there'd be someone standing there. Let's go. I wouldn't even get an opportunity. I would get home and I'd be like, dude, can't I just do my homework? Or can I put my damn books down? Nope. Off the bus. All out, all out war. And at the time, my brother Mike and I were going to school together when I was in eighth grade or, and we were all getting off the bus together. Forget it. It's me, Mike, Jesse fighting every kid in the projects. Every single day. There was And there was never a day where there wasn't a fight. Saturday there was a fight. Sunday there was a fight. Monday. It was like this podcast. 6.30, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights. Fight. Always. Beef. Literally. Every single kid. Sometimes you fight the same kid like four times in a week. It was ridiculous. I could never understand it. I could never understand. And we weren't ones to not fight. We always fought. 100 percent. You want to go for a dust up when I was a young kid? I was in I, I all day long. It, it was like I remember one time Mike, uh, my brother, Mike's a pretty tough kid. Um, and so, you know what? Jesse is, too. They're, they're, they're tough kids. They, they took beatings their entire life. They, they were tough kids. I remember one time, for whatever reason, I got home alone and it was just me. So no one really liked to mess with us when it was the three of us. Because it it literally it was it, it we make quick work of it. If it was me, Mike, and Jess, it was quick work, no problem. We're going in the house. It's over. I get home and I'm um Mike Tortorello is the kid's name. He bangs on my back door. He's like, "You better get out here. You better get out here, or we're coming in." So whatever. I go in the front door. and I'm and I'm he's banging on the back door. I put my stuff down. I go outside. I dude, I got jumped by like 20 kids. It was insane. I got, I got, I, and, and I'm, and you know what? I didn't lose the fight. I didn't lose the fight. I was going bonkers. I was throwing haymakers, biting, scratching, kicking, hitting kids with garbage cans. I was going nuts. And I remember while the fight was going on, it was like the cavalry came because my brothers showed up like just at the point where I was going to get, where I was going to lose. I was doing a good job defending myself. And then boom, Mike and Jess showed up and it was an all out battle absolute battle, it was a war, and that was like the last time we fought, that was it, I went six, seven, eight, nine months of fighting, and then I, when when I got jumped by the 20, and I didn't lose, and my brothers came in like the cavalry, all fighting was over, all respect was on the Pazziali family, we owned the projects, kid, CAP, Creston Ave Posse, we were the top dogs, we ran the gang over there, boss dog, literally, I remember going to school the next day, so now we're transitioning. Now I'm in high school. We went through the summer. I'm in high school. I remember this kid being like, "Yo, we, nobody mess with Paz." This dude took on 20 guys and he's still here. It's crazy. There's it a funny story. While I was living in the projects, um, I'm gonna get to some topics, guys. I got a couple of topics. Just let me get through this, all right? So I'm living in the projects. Uh, uh, thanks for the for the for the points, there. Um, your boy Chris. Where? The whole reason we're living in the projects because my parents get divorced, right? Um, my mom just, literally, I, I don't even, I, I, don't, I have no shame with it. My mom was a raging alcoholic. Uh, she was a druggie, then a raging alcoholic. Done. Marriage over. We're living in the hood. But my mom starts seeing this dude. And maybe she was seeing him beforehand. I guess she probably was seeing him beforehand. And that was kind of the tipping point for my dad. And I'll never forget, it's me. My brother Mike and my buddy laugh, right? So it's me and my boy laugh and Mike. My father drives us over there. My father had this shady blue van. It was an Astro van. So you didn't have, you couldn't see in the Astro van. We roll up on it. My dad's like, this is what he says. Stay in alley. Guy's the man. He goes, all right, aunt. He's like, I want you guys to go in the house. He's like, get in there. Unplug the phone. Open up the front window. He says, open up the window. Lock all the doors. And he says, get in the closet. So we're like, "What?" He's like, "Just do it." Boom, we go in. We go in the house. We lock the doors. We open up the front door. We disconnect the phones. I'm t- t- I'm telling you, no sooner than we get all that done, my dad goes through the window. Now, he didn't like climb through the window. All right? This dude didn't just like get up there and like awkwardly, he dived through the window. The window was open. It had the dude. They, we didn't take the screen off, bro. He went right through the screen. My father, dived. I don't know how the hell he got up that high either. He dived through the window and he had one of those wooden hockey sticks. <laughs> it had the the orange or it was either orange or green. I can't remember. But it had a fl- fluorescent color uh, bendy thing. You know the the I don't know what you call the bottom of a hockey stick. The blade. And he came through the window with the stick. Well we were in we were in the closet and we're looking out and my dad at the time he had a he he had a mustache but he had hockey hair so but he had no hair on the top of his head his hat came off man dude He looked like an animal He looked oh my God. We were all scared We didn't even know what to do The whole like we're looking out there we're like oh my god Dad just came through the window with a hockey stick and so, of course, we gotta come out of the closet because we wanna see what the hell's happening. I've never seen a man run so fast. The dude, the guy that was with my mom, this guy jumped down a flight of stairs and up, ta- he went out the back window. <laughs> I'll never forget it. The guy jumped. My father went at him like, oh, he was gonna, if my dad had got a hold of him, this dude was gonna get broken into 50,000 pieces. Dude, hops the, he hops the railing. Right? <laughs> my dad looking like Casey Jones. Dude, hops the railing. And then he, like, looks at my dad. And then he just, boom, turns around. Runs. Jumps out the other window. Starts running to the field. My father goes through the window. Starts chasing the guy. Hockey stick overhead. Oh, I'll kill you! Fucking classic, dude. Ah, that's the hood. That was the hood. The hood was a crazy place. Living in the hood. The old man. Ah, Dude, it was mad funny. You had to, I guess you had to be there to to enjoy it and to, to like, we talk about it all the time. My father would have ripped this dude in 50 ways from Sunday. When he ever jumped through the window, it was classic. I mean, it was like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> just thinking about it, man. Uh, so, <laughs> but that thats that was the hood. That's, so that's what the, the we, how do we get to living in the projects and getting butts kicked all the time Chris Sullivan a friend of my brother Jesse's passed away he was a young man in his late 30s or maybe 35 36 years old maybe 37 I don't know his exact age went to school with my brother Jesse uh, been friends with my brother Jesse since we lived in the hood friends with this or my brother Jesse's buddy Richie Rodriguez he was a good guy he, he unfortunately he has a kid. Um, which is devastating for his kid. I, I can't imagine uh, growing up without my father. My father meant everything to me. He means everything to me still to this day. 90% of the things I do are a reflection of my dad. You know, I look in the mirror and I see my father every It's like Mufasa, man. I, Rafiki is over my head all the time. He's like, oh, you look into the water, Anthony. There, there's your dad. And I see my father. So it's... It, it's sucks for for sucks isn't even a good word for it but that's it's funny just the things that come from it and it reminded me of living in the projects and I don't really remember Chris Sullivan at the projects because he was younger um but I remember his mom and then when the second that she brought up Crescent Ave it all came together I was like oh man that's crazy I totally forgot you guys lived in Crescent Ave that's right and then it made me start uh reminiscing with my brother Mike about how many times we had to fight when we got off the bus at Crescent Ave it was crazy C A P Crescent Ave Posse Gangster like the woo. We were nasty, killing it. All right, we'll move on from that. I guess we should cover something. Uh, like I said at the top of the show, didn't really have much time to prep because I, I went I went to a wake, um, and you guys know how I feel about wakes. I think their time sucks, but this one was an actually good wake because of COVID nineteen. It was a, it, it was a quick wake, in and out. Felt awful terrible for his mom i feel terrible for his son my brother jesse and richie It it's I, it, it sucks uh but i don't buy flowers for for funerals it's a waste of money don't do it save your money bro save it all right what should we talk about i, I guess we got really i mean i mean uh, uh, we could talk about you know what let's just do this this study that was in the news. All right, in in the news, there was a study. 2,000 people took the survey. Uh, I'm sorry, they did 2,000 people over 35 years old, and then they did 2,000 people under 35 years old. And the question was asked to them, do you like to be called baby? Do you like to be called honey? Do you like having a pet name? Almost 100% of the 35 plus said no. We do not like to have a pet name. We're men. They ask men. We're, we're, we're men. You want to call me something? Call me man. Call me sir. Call me uh, something manly. You know, Call me he-man for crying out loud. Don't call me baby. Now here's a reflection on our society and where our society seems to be heading in my opinion, which is in a terrible direction. With uh, we're, we're staring down the barrel of having a bunch of pussies run our country. 35 and under... Almost 62% said they like having their significant other call them baby, honey, babe. I I don't know. I'm not cool with that because I'm a man. I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, not, no pet names here. I'm a dude. You want to have a pet name? Hey, let's call it clean the dishes. You what? Not me. <laughs> I don't clean it. Yeah, I clean the dishes, man. I act like I don't clean the dishes. I got a mad big pile of dishes upstairs. You get what I'm trying to say? I don't have any pet names for dudes. But the younger generation, they like the pet names. They want to be called baby. Oh, honey. I'm not a romantic dude. I don't know if you know that about me, but I'm not romantic. There's nothing romantic about me whatsoever. I don't have a romantic bone. I don't even know what the hell it means to be romantic. My, my chick, my wife, my wife, my yeah, my wife, she always trying to teach me how to be romantic. I don't know how to. I don't know how to cuddle. I, but I know how to cuddle when I want to get laid. That's about it. Like when it's time to get it on, I'm down for cuddling for about five minutes. I'll be like, oh, let me put in a quick five minutes of cuddling here so I can get some. But that's about it. That's all I know. That's it. Yep, that's right. You only cuddle when you want to have sex. Yep, that's right. That's the only time I cuddle because I'm a man. The only time we're spooning is because we're going to be spooning for real. We're going to be getting it on. Simple. And the only time I'm somewhat romantic or at least try to be romantic or, you know, like, oh, I'll rub your feet. is because I need it because I want it. And as I get older, it gets less and more for for me to want anyways because I'm old and I'm going to die of a heart attack at this point. So I don't cuddle. I'm not affectionate. I do not like public displays of affection. I, I I am not a public display of affection type person at all. I don't like holding hands in public. I don't like kissing in public. All that crap. I will. You know, I know it makes my girl happy, but I don't like it. I it, I feel awkward doing it. I'm like, dude, nobody wants this, dude. I'm like, huh, nobody wants to see us kiss. Nobody, no one. No one wants to see us hold hands. No, People don't want to see people be happy. I don't want to see people be happy. I hate that crap. I want you to be miserable. I want to see you fighting with your chick before I see you kissing your chick. I'd rather see you and your chick getting in all a battle on Newberry Street than holding hands and hugging. So that's a problem for me. I'm not that type of guy. I don't want to be called baby. I don't want to be called hun because I'm a man. I like meat, pizza, peanut butter and jelly, cheese, all things men like. I like to have sex and then go to sleep. That's my thing. I cuddle for like two seconds, get some, and then I go to sleep. Like every man. Like a man should. I don't want to talk afterwards. There's no romantic. Oh, we should. Let's have a conversation. You know what I say? I'm like, oh, you're ruining the mood. Conversation? Bedtime. It's Pff, sleeping. I'm going to sleep. So nothing romantic. That's what she wants. You know, you're not romantic. This, this comes a, a problem with... This becomes a problem when it comes to anniversaries, right I, I don't I know when the anniversary is, but I'm not very romantic about it i'm I'm pretty much like, hey, you know, tomorrow's our anniversary, you want to go to Renzo's. you want to go get a pie? Can we go get some pizza something like that. Women want flowers. I don't buy flowers I don't and it's a waste of money. They die. I don't buy flowers I would I, if they want to be surprised. You guys want to be surprised. I don't want to surprise you because whatever I surprise you with, you take it back anyways. I'll surprise you with a receipt. That's what I'll do. I'll say, I was going to buy you something, but here's the receipt. It's already at the store. Go back and get the cash and go buy what you want. I'm just not romantic. My dad wasn't a romantic guy. My father used to say girls want holiday boyfriends. Holiday boyfriends. What is a holiday boyfriend? A holiday boyfriend is a guy that constantly is romantic with his significant other, but that's all he is. He'll take her out on dates, they'll have fun, they'll go to ball games, they'll go on vacation, but he's not a real man. He doesn't provide for the family. He doesn't pay the mortgage, pay the car, pay the phone, pay the electric bill, buy the groceries, pay the gas bill, all that stuff. Those are things I do. I'm a real man. Real men provide for their families. I'm not a holiday dad. I'm not a holiday boyfriend. I'm just not. What you will get with me is dependability. I'll be there. I'm always here. I'm, 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 boom. I'm here. You need me. You got me. Something goes wrong. I'll take care of it. To an extent. I don't like to do weeds and stuff. It's a pain in the ass to get me to do yard work. But I do it. I did yard work this weekend on the 4th of July, no doubt. On the, that's funny. On the 4th of July, I had, I did yard work and I busted my chick's paws and she got my, she got pissed. She was like, yeah, you got to do the yard. And I go, yep, typical of a woman to oppress a man. On the very day he got his independence. She was not happy with that. But. This survey kind of goes in, in, in line. Where us 35 plus year old men. We're still men. We still are men. It's. it's listen. We believe in women's rights. We're not saying. I, I'm not saying. I hold the door for women. Dude. Well I guess probably I shouldn't anymore. I believe in women's rights. And, 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 and the effect of. If you're better than me, you should get the job. Absolutely, hundred percent. I also believe you should pick up half the bill. I'm down with that. As a matter of fact, the first time I met Kaylee, we went out to eat, and she was like, "She's like, oh, oh, I'll get the bill," and I was like, "Yep, go ahead. You can ask her. She'll never. She brings it up all the time. I've been with her for ten years." And anytime something comes up with my money She's like, remember that time When we first met and I paid And I'm like, yeah, you said you were going to pay You said you'd pay So I said, go ahead, pay I said, yeah, me too, I gotcha Boom, pay for it Might have been our second date First date, I think we went to Ponderosa Or maybe the second date we went to Ponderosa I love Ponderosa It had the chocolate fountain, bro So I'm not romantic Is the point that I'm trying to get at I'm just never going to be But I will be dependable. I'm here. I'm, I literally, I'll go to work every single day. I'll work my ass off for you, but you're not going to get the things that you want. Women want, uh, as my dad would always say, women want a holiday boyfriend. You're not going to get, you know, uh, fun times and, and out partying and, and, and doing all that stuff. I got, if I want to go out and party, I'll call the guys. I go with the boys. I want to go golf. I'll go with the boys. Well, why don't you come with me? Be- because that's not what men do. This is like a, these are the guys right here, these, the, the 35 and unders, they're the death of the strip club, strip clubs are going away, because the 35 uh, and under dudes are bitches, they're bitches, straight up bitches, they want no strip clubs, no, no bachelor parties, bachelor parties are dead, you bachelor party, whoo you better, these dudes, they want to be called baby, they want to be called honey, and no bachelor potties. It's Jack and Jill's now. Now we're having a bunch of Jack and Jill's. My man's getting married, and we're all like, yeah, we're all going to go to, um, yeah, we thought it'd be pretty cool. You know, we're going to go to a, a brewery, and we're going to walk around, with we're going to sample some brews with you know, it's a Jack and Jill. So, you know, my girl's going to be there and her friends are going to be there. And the guys will, you will roll through there. Then we'll go to a Sox game. And, you know, after that, we'll all go get some appies at um, Waxy O'Connor's. It's going to be a really great time. Guy, get that garbage out of here. We're men. We're men. Dude, when my brother Mike got married, I can't even talk about it. It's still a problem in our family. This dude got married like seven years ago. Anytime. I shouldn't even be bringing up right now. If I bring it up, Hogan face everywhere. It was a bachelor party to end bachelor parties. It was 100% all out brawl out, bro. It was a phenomenal time. Because we're men. And when your boy gets married, do and laugh? When that dude got married? That bachelor party was off the hook. But it was dudes. My but, You know what? My buddy Damon got married and I'm just friends with Damon, like, I'm, I'm, I'm so good, I'm, 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 I'm not even like, I got, I didn't even get invited to the, to the fucking wedding, right, but I went to his bachelor party, we went to Myrtle Beach, no broads, three days in Myrtle Beach, three days, no broads ruining anything, because we're men, we went to Myrtle Beach, we golfed, we got drunk, we went to strip clubs, Damon didn't go because weiss probably listening. Damon didn't go to any strip clubs. See how I have to say that? Like I have to be like, ah, I didn't go. I didn't go to a strip club. Well, I was at a strip club in Masters and I just got a bonus check. Check this out. All right. So I was working for WAF and I just got a check and I was young. I got I got a check for twenty five thousand dollars. One solid check. We just got like number one in the ratings. And part of my bonus is that I get a check for twenty five thousand dollars if I hit the bonus. Someone's coming down. Is that you, Presley? Press? Who's that? Press? Oh, it's my wife. All right, so, guys, no more talk about bachelor parties, man. Woof. We're going to get killed. All right, but anyway, so I was a younger man, so I don't care. We can talk about it. So, we're at Masters. If you know what... Ma- Do you know what Masters is? It is the Home Depot of strip clubs. It is a massive warehouse of strippers. It's insane. It is an insane strip club. It's ridiculous. There's like 5,000 strippers there. Now, I had just... I got to check the time. I had just gotten a check for $25,000. I'm a poor boy. I lived in the hood, bro. I went from Highland Street. Listen, my dad was poor. My neighbors were poor. I did. Gary Layton, John Newman, Brian Coombs, John Lafferty, all fucking poor. And Steve Rogers, poor. We were all poor. We had one boxing glove between the between the five of us, literally, we would, we, two, no, we had two boxing gloves, and we would box with, like, wh- one guy would get one glove, one guy would get the, the other glove, dude, poor, I don't care what you say, we had no money, we didn't grow up for money, didn't know what to do with that kind of money, I got that check for 25 grand, bro, I blew, like, the entire thing over three days while I was in Myrtle Beach, I was at Masters, and then, literally, I'm hammered, and I was at, a, I'm an obnoxious drunk, especially when I was younger, obnoxious and this bouncer guy was like yeah you're gonna have to go and I started laughing I was like I ain't going anywhere dude's like you're gonna have to go I had a brick of ones I mean this thing was huge he was like yeah you're offending the girls and I looked at the girl and I put I held the brick up like this right I put it on my hand and I started like oh she's really offended and I started taking the ones off the top and I was flipping them in her face and I was going are you offended by this and she you could tell she was annoyed but you know what she wanted that loot. Poof, 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 poof. The bouncer's like, yeah, you're going to run out of cash. I was like, I ain't going to run out of cash, dude. I got 25 grand. I'll be here all night. Poof, 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 poof. Guy walks away. I take the brick. No, my buddy Lionel, he's like, oh, pause, cut the crap. I took the brick, smashed her with it. I was like, money went everywhere, made it rain. Because I'm a man. And then I watched her pick up all at once. Yeah, was I a dickhead when I was younger? Yeah, would I do that now? Absolutely not. I'm a 41 year old man. I wish I could go back and talk to 23, 24 year old Anthony Pozziali and say, "Bro, what are you doing? Why would you one? Why would you disrespect somebody like that? Two, why would you waste money like that? I would have saved that money. I'd be doing what I do now. I'd be working on my business and I'd be working on my my, my uh, real estate investment company, but or my podcast. But I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know. I'm like, I'm like 24 years old. I can't imagine being an NFL player. Imagine being Pat, Pat Mahomes. The guy's my, with 24, I got 25 grand, dude. I went bonkers. This guy's getting 450 million. So, um, yes, it is disrespectful. I, I, I don't disagree. So someone just said that's disrespectful. I 100% agree. It's super disrespectful. I wish I could go back uh, to my young self, and I, and I wish I could, I wish I could kick my ass. I really wish I could. I wish I could go back in time and I would literally beat the hell out of young Anthony Pazzioli. I really do. But I can't. And it's, it's, it's water under the bridge. And I learned my lesson and I made uh, tons of mistakes and I blew a lot of money. Tons. I've, I've blown so much money when I was younger because I was an idiot and I didn't know about money. I didn't know how to manage money. That's a big problem for poor people. When you give a poor person money, they spend it. This is why I I preach and I talk about the stimulus checks. And I'm like, oh, man, you guys are just going to blow that money because I did it. I was young and I burnt money like it was going out of style. I was an idiot because I didn't know what else to do about it. But anyways, just back to being a man, that stuff's all gone. These 35 and under guys, there will be no more. I'm telling you, strip clubs are gone. Those things are getting bounced. Chicks will never put up with that crap. You'll all be marrying a bunch of Karens. And none of you guys will be going. Listen, a friend of mine, and I'm not even going to say who he is. uh, Just a friend of mine was, uh, before he got married, we were talking about, I was like, yeah, man. But me and my buddy Jeff are like, oh, dude, you know what? I can't because I'm going to get the kid in trouble. Just anyways, no bachelor party happened. There was no bachelor party whatsoever. Garbage time, bro. No bachelor party. Insane. Now, we talk about it here. Kaylee's like... You know, oh, when we, when, you know, I'm not officially married to her. We're engaged. We've been engaged for seven years. Maybe longer. Um, We will get married. She would like to have a big wedding. I can't afford to have a big wedding. I probably could have afforded to have a big wedding if I didn't go to Myrtle Beach with $25,000 and blow it. But I was younger. I was like 24, 25 years old. Now I'm an older man. Wish I had that money. Um, We'll get I, she wants to have a big wedding, and I'd like to have that wedding for her, although you guys know it goes against everything I've ever said, because I hate wasting money. As you can tell, you know why I hate wasting money. I, you can do My In my 20s, when I grew up, I had no money, and then in my 20s, I made money, and I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't realize it. Man, stop being a pussy. Money well spent. Memories forever. Gary Layton. My neighbor, Gary Layton, 100%. Money was well spent, buddy. I just wish I had it right now. You know what I'm saying, bro? I, I could use the 25 right now. I need that loot. Um. But whatever. It's done. It's gone. It doesn't matter. Dudes aren't doing it anymore. Guys aren't doing it anymore. Dudes are pussies. They, they're just not. They Guys don't go out and get drunk. Remember the old days when you used to work all day and you'd go out and get a beer because you were a man? You know, like where you were a construction. I used to do it, man. I was 18 years old and I used to do foundations with this dude, Donnie McLaughlin. He's my wrestling coach. And at the end of the day... We would drink. The day got over, we'd hang out and we'd have a couple of beers. You could actually drink and have a good time. Now you can't. Now you gotta come right home because your wife has got a list of shit for you to do. She's got chores. You got stuff to do. You gotta come home. You gotta fold the laundry. You gotta take it's your turn with the kids. And it's like, what? My turn? I'm a man. I don't wanna be called baby. I don't wanna be called the hun. I wanna be called man. I walk to the door, I want people to say, there's the king. There's the man. There, I want. Fucking fireworks to go off when I walk through the door. I want people to say, There he is, our hero. He pays our car payments. He pays for our cell phones. He pays for the cable. This is the reason we have a roof over our head. This man pays for the mortgage. The hot tub out back. Thank you. The deck that it's on. We appreciate you. The food that we're deliciously eating right now. That's what I want. No questions asked. I, when I say, I want to go get a beer, it should be, absolutely, go get a beer. But we all know that's not a reality. I got to check the time. We're running out of time. We all know that's not a reality. And that's proof in the pudding right here. What we're talking about is a survey done of 4,000 people, 2,000 men that were older than 35 and 2,000 men that were 35 and under. Ask them whether or not they like being called baby, honey, or having a pet name, almost 100%. It's like 99%. Of the men 35 plus were like, No, no, we don't want to be called a pet name because we're men. And we remember a time where men respected themselves and they were actually the man. And when they said, I have spoken, everybody listened. When they said, Yeah, this is what we're doing tonight, everyone listened. When they said, Oh, uh, you know, when the wife came in and was like, Oh, I want to watch a show. And, he, and the dad was like, Yeah, I'm, I'm watching the news. Beat it. They beat it. Now, 35 and under guys, they want pet names. They feel like having a pet name makes them closer to their wife. If their wife would like to call them, uh, baby bitch, you know, mutant, whatever that it's okay. It's just a pet nickname that me and my wife have. It brings us closer. You know, sometimes we cuddle and we cuddle. We just cuddle sometimes. bro, I would kick your ass if you were like, dude, I cuddle with my wife all day long. What? Cuddle? How long? You did. I used to make fun of kids that, like, that, literally, I would rip you a new one. Bro, if you were like, oh, yeah, you know, I didn't hook up with the chick we cut it all night. What? <clears throat> I can't even say the words that I want to say. Well, what I would call you to your face. and It'd be a lot worse than what Deshaun Johnson was saying today. Was that? A- oh, Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. She's getting the- getting the names mixed up there. Uh, not all Deshauns are the same. Deshaun. Deshaun. However you say it. All right. Anyways, that's that's what's happening in the United States right now is that our younger generation of men are not men. They're just not. Now, I'm not saying that you got to disrespect a woman to be a man because no real man disrespects a woman. I, I don't really disrespect women. I, I did at the strip club. I, I Whatever. This they, strip is dude. That, it, she got paid tons of money. She she made good money that night. Um. I, I never disrespected my mom. I always had respect for her. Uh my father wouldn't 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 let that crap fly. So I'm not saying you're gonna disrespect a woman to be a man, but I'm just saying you could be a man and not let yourself be called babe hun cutie pie some stupid name and waste your time hugging when you should be fucking. Simple. Alright. Let me say goodbye to the uh, uh podcast peeps, podcast peeps. Subscribe, follow my podcast, please. Remember uh at the top of the podcast. We talked about why I was running late and why I didn't get to do any research for the show tonight. That is because a close friend of my brother, Jesse's passed away. So I just would like to briefly say to the podcast people before we go is, um, you know, Chris, Chris Sullivan and to his family, um, you know, Chris, rest in peace, uh, his mom and everybody else that is affected by this, including my brother, Jesse and Richie Rodriguez, guys, um, I'm really sorry for your loss. Uh, even more sorry for... Chris's um kid that's just a a tough thing to grow up without a dad and um you know really I don't sometimes I get I can't really put words together as to how I feel about the situation um you know when I saw his mom I wanted to cry it's it's tough so I'm really sorry he was a good man